ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even the foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. A devotional book and no doubt one of the best ever and uh, my youngest, or my my daughter, uh, uh, who is uh, in the birth order, Danica Grace White. I have so many children. I have the count. <laughs> I have to count them on my finger to get it right in what order they're in. And, uh, but anyway, Danica Grace White, who has done a wonderful job serving the Lord uh, in the ministry here. And uh, uh, she's the one who, on her own, as a, uh, a young, uh, really a young teenager, started, she found this uh, devotional and she started posting daily devotions on our site, Gospel Light Society International, and uh, which is our evangelistic ministry and the main ministry that we do. And uh, I looked up on the stats one day and he was gaining it was it was gaining uh, more uh, readers than some of the other things we were doing, and uh, and so uh, the Lord spoke to my heart that we should do include this in our devotions, and it's been one of the greatest blessings in our devotional time since we started since I started forty two years ago, and. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. From this devotional, uh, you know, really, I, I begin to realize more fully why people call him the Prince of Preachers. What a blessing he has been. And now we're doing some of his other things, something that we, we may not live long enough to finish. And one of the things is um, uh, Treasury of David, his Treasury of David, which it took him almost a lifetime to write, and we, we may die trying to read it. But uh, whatever the case, we're going to keep on pursuing that until we get to heaven and meet the Lord, and hopefully to meet this servant of the Lord. Uh, so this is, beloved, episode number 50, uh, number 570. Uh, uh, episode 570.
Today, the Prince of Preachers has chosen for our scripture passage, Romans 8.30, for our devotional. With him, he being dead, yet liveth. Moreover, whom he did predestinate, them he also called. And whom he called, them he also justified. And whom he justified, them he also glorified. In the second epistle to Timothy, first chapter and ninth verse, uh, these words, Who hath saved us and called us with an holy calling. Now here is a touchstone by which we may try our calling. It is an holy calling, not according to our works but according to his own purpose and grace. This calling forbids all trust in our own doings and conducts us to Christ alone for salvation. But it afterwards purges us from dead works to serve the living and true God. As he that hath called you is holy, so must you be holy. If you are living in sin, you are not called. But if you are truly Christ's, you can say, Nothing pains me so much as sin. Amen, amen, amen. This is why you hear me preaching to you all the time. You cannot call yourself a Christian and continue in sin, and it does not bother you. You are lost. You are a castaway. You are a reprobate person. You cannot be saved and still live in sin. And sin does not bother you. And you can look at somebody uh, in the face, eyeball to eyeball, and tell them a bald-faced lie without uh, uh, any problem whatsoever. You're a liar. Your feet ain't made. And your heart pumps peanut butter. And I mean that. I desire to be rid of sin. Lord, help me to be holy. That's that's what the Christian on the inside uh, be saying. Yes, sir, because they have Jesus Christ living on the inside of them, the Holy Spirit of God living on the inside of them, those who are saved. Okay? I mean, this is not something contrived that you have to work up. Uh, I, don't know where, I, don't, I don't know what you, where you're getting that from. No, it's, 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 some, it's an outworking of the Holy Spirit of God uh, from the inside. Uh, you're motivated from the inside and you're warned from the inside. And, uh, somebody on the inside of you would tell you, no, don't say that. Has it, have that, ha- has that ever happened for you? Somebody on the inside tells you, okay, since you did that sin, you said that word uh, to that person or whatever, uh, you know, okay, you need to confess your sin and repent because right now you're going to be feeling very dirty. And you're going to be feeling like you have uh, lost your best friend. That is fellowship with me. Okay, I'm adding all of this now, people. I'm bouncing off of Spurgeon. Uh... Who's easy to bounce off of? Is this the panting of your heart? He said, Is this the panting of thy heart? Is this the tenor of thy life towards God? 
and his divine will? Huh? Or do you like to lie and cheat and act like a Christian in church, but you're a whoremonger and a whore outside of church? And you have a wicked, evil heart. And you love looking at pornography. It does not bother you. And there's nothing that goes off in you that says you can't look at that. And, uh, and, and, and nothing goes off in you that makes you feel very guilty and very dirty and very filthy. And makes you cry out to God, deliver me from this sin that I'm choosing to do, which is watching pornography. You're not addicted to it if you're saved. Now, if you're lost, you may be addicted to it. But if you're truly born again and saved, you're not addicted to it. So stop going to meetings that the sweet evangelicals create to try to get you unhooked from something you're not hooked on. You're either lost and you need to go to a revival and get saved, uh, or you are saved and you're choosing to do evil against God. And you feel filthy and dirty and empty with no fellowship with God because God's not going to be listen to me very carefully God is not going to be watching pornography with you you understand Jesus Christ is not going to be watching pornography with you there's no addiction if you're saved what needs to be happening is you need to be praying to God to God to help you not to do that if you don't want to do it and as a Christian you shouldn't want to do that has it ennobled your heart? Again, in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, we are told of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Is then your calling a high calling? Has it ennobled your heart and set it upon heavenly things? Oh my, 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 my. How about that? Uh, is your heart set on heavenly things or earthly things? The only thing you get excited about is worldly stuff that does not mean anything. Going to the mall, going to the carnival, going to the bar, going to the Huchibama club and everything like that and trying to see you a Bo Peep or trying to see you a Sylvia. Uh, my fictional characters that you love to death. You don't bring them to church with you because you want them to do something else for you. The devil is a lie. Hmm? You only get excited about uh, whoremongering around and whoring around and going to the club and running with low-life, devilish people who don't mean you any good. Hmm? That's the only time you're happy, when you're about to do evil, when you're doing evil, when, when you're not serving God. Don't want to serve God because that crimps your style and you get all giggly when you're not having to serve God. Which is devilish. Has it ennobled your heart and set it upon heavenly things? Has it elevated your hopes, your tastes, your desires? Has it upraised the constant tenor of your life? Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. So that you spend it with God and for God. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Spurgeon. 
have I that for you? So that you spend it with God, you spend your life with God, like we're doing right now, and for God. God has called you to do something, called you to do something, and you, you are doing it. Another test we find in Hebrews 3.1, partakers of the heavenly calling. Heavenly calling means a call from heaven. If man alone call thee, thou art uncalled. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead. If a man alone call thee, or if your mama call thee, you, or your daddy call you, or somebody say that you are a good communicator, so you ought to preach, but you're not called by God. Thou art uncalled, Spurgeon says. Amen, Spurgeon. Go ahead. Is thy calling of God? Is it a call to heaven as well as from heaven? That's a question for you. Unless thou art a stranger here, and heaven thy home, thou hast not been called with a heavenly calling. For those who have been so called declare that they look for a city which hath foundations whose builder and maker is God, a man and a man. I'm getting ready to have a Baptist costal shout right up in here. And they themselves are strangers and pilgrims upon the earth. Is thy calling thus holy, high, heavenly? Then, beloved, thou hast been called of God, for such is the, the calling wherewith God doeth call his people. Go ahead, Spurgeon, all the way to the end, you're on fire. Being dead, yet speaketh. And we give God, the living God, all of the glory, praise, and honor, for he is the one who did it through you when you were here and who has made you a blessing with your not being here. Only God can do that. Holy Father God, we praise you and thank you for this fabulous time together around your holy word and with your servant, he being dead, yet speaketh, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. We give you all of the glory, praise, and honor because we know that you're the only one who can work that miracle and take a man who did to speak to our hearts today who are alive. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for a sake. Amen. Now, dear friend, thank you for listening to the White House family reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, here's how you can be saved from hell and walk with the Lord throughout this life and in the life to come. In that wonderful place called heaven, First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's law. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. 
Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty for sin. The Holy Bible states in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Third, dear friend, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now as I speak. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 18.8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee, it is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, dear friend, that is all very bad news. But here's the good news. I have some good news for you. It is called the gospel. Gospel means good news. Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So just believe in your heart, my dear friend, in the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ paid your sin debt, that you owe God. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins as the sacrificial Passover lamb of God for the sins of the whole world. Jesus Christ went through hell and went to hell for you so that you would not have to go to hell. He was buried and rose from the dead by the power of God for you and for me and for everybody so that we can live eternally with him in heaven. He did it for you and me. He did it for us. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul, and he will save you. Romans 10, 9, and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what, you ask? Saved from hell. Saved to what, you ask? Saved to heaven to be with God and to be with Jesus Christ and to be with the angels and the saints of God forever. My dear friend, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead uh, by the power of God. Trust in him today. Believe in the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ today and uh, in your heart. And please pray with me this simple prayer called the Sinner's Prayer 
which should be a reflection of your heart, of what you want to say to God since you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I acknowledge that I am a sinner and I have done some bad things in my life in your sight. I am sorry for my sins and today I believe in you, Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon me and please forgive me of all of my sins. Please forgive me of all of my failures and my faults. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that he suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose from the dead by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and save my soul from the hell that I deserve and save my soul to the heaven that I don't deserve. Please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins and to turn from my evil ways and to follow you in the new life, Lord Jesus. For it is in your holy name I do pray. Amen. Now, dear friend, if you believed in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day, allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a proper request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good is my prayer.